0: Hello and welcome to Conversation with Priya. You're watching Corporality Channel and I'm your host Priya Mishra. In today's guest in our show is Ben Vela. Ben Vela is the head of enterprise customer hub Telestra Singapore. He's also the vice president and board member OSTEM, board member Austam ASEAN. As the head of the enterprise customer hub, Ben has supported Telestra expansion into the Asia over the last six years. Currently, he is responsible for the expansion of the Telestra Center of Excellence in Philippines, which is centralizing seven of the Telestra international function to provide a seamless sales experience in Telestra customer, seller, and other stakeholders. Ben has over 20 years of sales and management experience in marketing organization across APEC with the last 12 years based in Singapore. Ben also serves as the vice president of the Austin board and chair of the Digital and Cyber Committee, Australia is the Australian Chamber of Commerce Singapore, and is in that organisation that and provides the forum of business like between Australia and Singapore. Other board positions include Australia Asia and the organisation promoting ties between Australian business and the reason. Ben holds a bachelor degree in commerce and New Zealand New England University, and a master of business administration from Macquarie Graduate School of Management. So help me to welcome Ben Bella. Hello, Ben. Welcome to our show, Conversation with Priya. Thank you for joining in and accepting my request.
1: Hi, Priya. How are you? And thank you for having me. Uh, look forward to the discussion today.
0: Thank you, good. Thank you um, for all your input. We have been discussing a bit for a while, um, understanding your customer journey and all. Would you mind giving a bit of brief to our audience uh, how all this started, how did you reach to Singapore and all that?
1: Yeah, no problem. So I'm uh, I've come through. I'm currently at Telstra, uh, and I'm running a uh, part of the organisation called the Enterprise Customer Hub, which I can explain a bit more in, uh, uh, as we move along. But uh, my journey to Singapore came through uh, through uh, uh, companies called Tamburg and Cisco. So one of my uh, roles in uh, in Sydney was uh, was with Tamburg, which was at the time. A, Uh, about uh, sort of 15 years ago, really at the forefront of video uh, conferencing technology. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the first three people in Australia to uh, work for Tamburg and built up uh, where video applications can be used in uh, in the financial sector. And then about 12 years ago, I moved up with Tamburg to look after the global accounts business for them in uh, Asia-Pacific. Yeah. And Tamburg was acquired by Cisco. Uh, yeah, about uh, about six years into that, and uh, and then I moved over to Telstra, and I've been with Telstra for about seven years, yeah. and uh, and had yeah. various roles there. So it's been quite an exciting journey.
0: Very interesting, Good. like it's, you have been in a different high position, uh, established a lot of businesses alongside. You've been uh, quite involved with the high high profile to medium-sized to small businesses as well, right? So can you tell us about the Terrestra Center of Excellence? What does it represent, and what are its main objectives?
1: Yeah, so um, the Telstra Centre of Excellence we call the Enterprise Customer Hub and I set that up about two years ago. The idea of it originally was to how can we manage our Tier 3 customers or our mid-market customers in a more effective way. So our salespeople typically uh, gravitated towards our higher-end customers and and that meant that some of our uh, mid-market customers were not looked after as well as they could be. So we decided that we'd set up a team in uh, in the Philippines to yeah. really focus in that market and improve our customer service, improve the the ex- customer experience that those customers had with right. Telstra. So we started off with that, and it's expanded quite rapidly. So we now uh, we now went from managing. Singapore and Hong Kong customers mm-hmm. to now we manage global customers and yeah. I operate across seven different functions in an agile framework. So yeah. the first function is that, uh, that function I mentioned, which is around, uh, managing our, uh, our mid tier customers. And we also provide inside sales support for all the sales teams, uh, in Telstra international, which yeah. is about a $2 billion business. And we've also got solution architects there, service management, and run a, uh, serve a price desk, order desk, and supply quoting desk. So it's been quite uh, quite uh, quite innovative in, uh, in Telstra and also the broader telecommunications industry, as it's removed a lot of the silos of areas and functions that operate uh, in. In a tele, big, large uh, telecommunications company like Telstra, and right. enabled that uh, cross functional work, which is really providing better outcomes for both okay. our internal employees, but also our customers.
0: Mm. And uh, it, it's a big challenge. Majority of uh, companies actually claiming to be having a great customer service, but it's actually the reality is far from. Um, any anything the, to the promise so it is a really gro- good ex, uh, initiative I would like to ask is it global or is it just uh, Asia Pacific uh, which location it is the
1: yeah so Telstra International is probably a bit of a hidden gem within the Telstra Enterprise Group not not many people actually uh, probably know about it in Australia uh, but um What we're doing is operating for supporting the Telstra International Group. As I mentioned before, that's about a $2 billion uh, revenue group, which Mm -hmm. operates in four regions, being uh, South Asia, North Asia, Americas, and EMEA, Mm -hmm. and the Enterprise Customer Hub supports all those regions and our customers in there.
0: Very, very, very interesting. It's so important. It's It's been a challenge for many companies. What are the technology that Telstra is working on to help businesses in the Asia Australia region? Um, would you yeah. be able to share some example or specific business case studies?
1: Yeah, so uh, as I said, I think Telstra International is a, a bit of a hidden gem of the enterprise business. So Telstra operates uh, one of the largest wholesale networks in uh, in the Asia-Pacific, so we have the largest uh, lit subsea cable capacity that uh, the, is in the Asia-Pacific, and it's around about that 30% mark. So, so what subsea cable is, is uh, the internet uh, runs locally when you get your broadband connection, it connects offshore into uh, what is subsea cable fibre, so literally running all across the ocean is uh, fibre cables and they're laid by boats and uh, and that's what really is the backbone of the internet. So what Telstra is doing is uh, selling that capacity to uh, three areas of mm-hmm. customers, mainly in mainly in Asia Pacific, where our capacity lies. Yeah, uh, it sells it to uh, wholesalers, so uh, other telcos uh, that right. operate in the region and right, need to right. get capacity in and out of Asia and Australia. Okay. It sells it to uh, what we call our over-the-top providers, so companies where their technology providers, which have been the quite high growth like your Microsoft's uh, Amazons and the like, uh, they, they also need capacity for their services in right. and out of the region and then also the enterprise market
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where we're looking at uh, how we can help businesses and the like who are uh, operating across the region very interesting so
0: i i know it's it's been um a lot you have been actually engaged in the telestra side i would like to shift a little bit angle and your attention towards your you being in singapore and being part of the chamber um so you hold an important position as a board member of australian chamber of commerce right and in singapore austcham if i'm right yeah
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, how, uh, I, yeah, yeah, go
0: on, So, how has the journey been thus far in the connecting businesses to Australia and vice versa to Singapore? Had helped achieve business success?
1: Yeah, so I hold. Thank you very much. I hold uh, the position of VP for the uh, Australian Chamber of Commerce in uh, in Singapore, and I'm also sit on the board of the. Uh, Australian Chamber of Commerce for ASEAN as well, which is uh, which is also a really interesting chamber, which has uh, started up recently. Nice. So I think OzCham uh, has been really fascinating journey. I've been on the board there for uh, for about three years, and what I think when we come to a different country, you 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 can uh, get caught in your areas. So I can get caught in Telstra and my community and the like as. Oschin for me has really opened up to the strength and uh, and depth of the relationship between Australia and Singapore, and I think that, you know we've got a real large and vibrant community of Australians in Singapore, and uh, and in my twelve years in Singapore, I've really seen how the uh, how that community's grown and shifted. So uh, from everything from the big companies like your. Uh, banks and Telstra and your mining companies but all the way through to yeah. now the uh, FMB community starting to bring Australian coffee Australian food and uh, and really uh, broaden the uh, options of uh, eating out and the like that you have in uh, have in Australia so you know we've got Singapore as Australia's sort of uh, I think it's about the uh, eighth largest trading partner and really Singapore's seen as the gateway as well for Australian companies into the broader ASEAN um, market. So I think uh, ease of doing business in Singapore makes it a great place to get started and and sort of move forward. But the big thing that I think OZCHAM also given me is understanding the impact that uh, government can have on uh, business and where the government can help facilitate and make trade and business possible with uh, with markets outside of uh, your traditional market.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Australian government is uh, opening up to the other part of the Asia. Like it was majority of things were going towards more China, you know, but now yeah. uh, after signing all this treaty and all amongst the 15 nation countries and all, it's going to change a lot of all that dynamics and, uh, we are hoping, we are looking forward to, towards this, that how this whole business community is going to impact overall. It is already impacting, as we can see, you know, but it's going to change a lot. And especially this kind of initiative does make a lot of difference when it comes to this medium uh, and small, small to medium businesses especially. How far has been in the Auscham Community Fund been helpful to promoting better understanding of the Australian and Singaporean community thus far?
1: Yeah, I think there's been a few areas where it's been quite helpful. So I think first is access, uh, so getting access to experts and people in um, in positions with uh, with both influence and information. Uh, there's also been that opportunity to share ideas with other members. So as I said, there's a quite big community here of Australians and uh, and also Singapore uh, Australian alumni as well who. Uh, working across both markets. So getting access and networking with those other members is really valuable. And then I think that other one is that collaboration and actually uh, that collaboration with government and impacting and uh, providing insight for government as to what's actually needed by the business community. Uh, So I think we can all go off and do something in silo, but it's how do we make sure that those things will have uh, have the right impact and open up and make business easier for uh, for members and and for Australian companies operating in Singapore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, collaboration is everything. The like majority of companies, including the larger businesses, are, are going into the more collaborative partner and it does make a lot of business. especially when we are trying to be global or international across the border. It does make a difference when it comes to the collaboration and uh, I've seen. I've been part of the different chambers for a while, and I notice yeah. chamber plays a big role. Um, you know, it it, is, it contributes a lot towards the business community. It does make a difference. So you and you must have noticed, like even in the larger businesses, it has a lot of impact for having that kind of Austin. It it gives any difference when it comes to the telestra type of company as well.
1: Yeah, I think for Telstra, it, uh, it for Telstra, it definitely has an impact. I, I think the impacts are different, as you said. So SMEs are looking for uh, slightly different uh, outcomes out of the chamber. Uh, for Telstra, we but we for Telstra, we still have some of those challenges, right? Like getting our brand out in um, in uh, the Asia region. So while it's a dominant brand in Australia, we need to work and build networks for ourselves in the uh, in the much bigger asia pacific market so the chamber for us is helping us access uh you know all those uh, people in different organizations that we yeah. want to sell to and work with and uh, and it's also enabling us to connect uh both, not only the large but also those medium and sme uh uh, companies as well, so uh, I think it's uh, it's it's useful both from a Telstra branding go to market perspective, also also through to personal development, connecting to people, and uh, and accessing uh, different areas of uh, of the ecosystem as I mentioned before, like government.
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of a filling the uh, gap and bridging all that you know desired and required uh, gap. Uh, and a prospective to the people from the people different communication level they want to go and go and. it's interesting yeah i think it's
1: i think it's one of the pieces that uh, and it's a it's a tool that can be used to to help along the way uh, yeah. doesn't answer everything of course but i think it uh, definitely helps
0: yeah for sure so do you think more multilateral trade deals are necessary to further global business cooperation so
1: yeah yeah, so look, trade deals sort of are really about sort of setting a frame, framework and often it's about removing some of those barriers to entry. So we, we got involved as a chamber uh, in uh, one of the recent agreements that has been done between Singapore and Australia. Uh, so if your viewers don't know, we already have a free trade agreement with Singapore and Australia. We did an an addition to that, which was uh, called the Digital Economy Agreement, and this was about addressing, in particular, some of the uh, areas that need to be addressed for trade in a digital economy. So, as we know, moving goods is a, is different in some ways to actually working in the digital environment, where physical goods may or may not be uh, may or may not be moving. So. I think that digital economy uh, agreement that's happened, we were able to, from a chamber point of view, get uh, get about 20, 30 people from different parts of the business community in uh, in Singapore and yeah. put in what w- and where we believe that we need help uh, for the negotiations of that agreement. And I think broadly speaking, the uh, the agreement addressed a lot of those issues. So. It really addressed things like uh, unnecessary re- uh, restrictions on the transfer of uh, and the location of data, which is a big thing. If you need to set up and you need to replicate all your infrastructure to go into a market, that's a big barrier to entry. We've also seen things like protection on s- uh, source code, uh, commitments to e-invoicing and e-payment frameworks, so a common uh, issue for a lot of our members uh, especially when they're shipping goods is the paperwork that needs to be filled in through customs can often lead to delays and spoiling of goods uh, so being able to get through efficiently uh, through trade ports has been quite important uh, there's been things like enhanced business and, uh, and setting a framework for trust in digital trade and then uh, access to government data and really improving transparency across the uh, two organisations, sorry, the two uh, countries. So I think that agreement really has really formed a best in class agreement, especially when you're seeing right now globally, a lot of digital nativism happening and, and countries closing up their, uh, their digital borders. So This is an agreement between Singapore and Australia, which does the opposite to that. It really opens up and gives opportunity for business both ways to operate in the other jurisdiction. And hopefully that will also uh, act as a a base framework that can be used in the broader ASEAN region, which will uh, only expand the opportunity for Australian business and also Singapore business in, uh, in the region.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, looking forward to the, like, I, I am very much interested in the Singapore myself and we've been talking about it. And there are a lot of people, a lot of companies, customers from Australia, they are really interested to go and collaborate with the, some of the Singaporean market. Um, you know, yeah. You know, there are a lot of communication happening uh, amongst the mid- mid-sized businesses, especially they are expanding towards the Singapore market. So looking forward for that kind of a collaboration. Thank you so much for joining in today Um, and uh, being part of this journey. Uh, Would you like to say something at the last for the people who wants to go to the Singapore um, from the Australia, is there any uh, two cents from your side?
1: Uh, Yeah, I just say that I think there's often a lot of trepidation about moving into Asia, because there's a lot of cultural differences and there's a lot of, uh, it's different. Uh, But I think there's the opportunity uh, to really grow is absolutely phenomenal. And if you just look at the ASEAN region, uh, and it's sort of $3 trillion market that you get access to, you've got a variety of different economies at different stages. So you have mature markets like Singapore, you've got developing markets like uh, uh, Cambodia and and the like, and you've got markets in between. And it's also a very young, uh, a a young region as well. So the adoption of uh, especially digital services and the like is is really phenomenal. So I think uh, getting in Singapore's an easy base as I said but uh, I think the the opportunity and uh in these various markets is really quite amazing. you do need to have the time to establish and build yourself uh, build build your business mm-hmm. and that does take time as relationships need to be built and uh and there is investment that's needed at the start uh, yep. but I think that the companies we've seen and Telstra being one of them it's really been a very worthwhile journey. And exciting
0: very, very nice i know it all comes down to the relationship and the, of course the investment not in terms of the finance the time you invest the uh, you know because time is the biggest commodity we we all agree so the time and the money you invest for sure and ultimately your relationship does play a bigger role when it comes to the success of your whatever journey you want to take in is not it
1: yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> thank yeah. you Thank you so much for joining in and all your details will be given and under the description. And I'm, I know you are active on the LinkedIn. People can reach you yep. out and other places and find out more about you and you question if they want anything. Thank you so much for joining. In.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. And, uh, and thanks everyone for listening and, uh, yeah, definitely happy to answer any questions or provide any help uh, for those who are interested. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe. If you haven't already done it, to know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.